Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for staying ranchy as we ranch it up. Kind of has a ring to it, doesn't it? Ranch it up, hashtag. I am your host and producer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. I'm finally understanding this hashtag thing. A big thank you to our partners, the American Semental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Ranch House Coffee, and Gil Red Angus. We're going to hear from Brian in just a few minutes. Now, without further ado, it's time for today's cattle battle. Let's get it on. Cattle battle. Today's cattle battle is brought to us by Ranch House Coffee. For more information, just go to ranchhousecoffee.com. Now, the markets. Let's put a couple perspectives together. Here we go. What a treat because I am visiting with a friend of mine. We go back. We have quite a history together back in the old days. I'm visiting with Eugene Grainer, the president of Heartland Investor Services and heartlandinvest.com. Eugene, hey, congratulations and thanks for coming on uh, Ranch It Up with us. Your your maiden appearance back with us. <laughs> glad to be here. Yes, I'm glad you didn't quantify the old days how far back that was, but you know, yeah. <laughs> the sunny the sunny slopes long ago like they say. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about what what happened last week. Boy, howdy, this is kind of uh, all over the boards. There was there was plants in Greeley said, oh, my gosh, we might have some COVID. And so what's going on in this cattle deal right now? Bring us up to speed. Well, growing, going into the cattle on feed report that came out on November 20th, on Thursday and Friday, the uh, cattle market futures, they were looking good. Uh, we've had some really great exports. You know, most people don't realize that our exports as of late have been beating pre-COVID days. Our weekly beef exports had reached a marketing year high of 49 million bushels that prior, uh, 49 million pounds that prior week, and uh, our weekly beef exports were up to 102 million pounds for export sales. It was the largest one-week sales figure since 2012. Japan, Mexico have been honoring their new trade deals, each taking 13 to 14 million pounds each, and our exports as of last week were at seven-week highs, and uh, we were selling 8% more than the pre-COVID days of the prior year. It's been fabulous. But uh, like always, I've been in this industry uh, for registered for 30 years, trading it for 34 years. And one thing I've learned, when the cattle market starts getting too hot and the packers don't like it, they find something to set her back. And, of course, the story of that week was Greeley, Colorado, that more normal uh, call-in sick and, sick, and many thought that plant was going to close, which it didn't. Then, of course, that started the market free-falling from what was a decent-looking board that they were going to build upon. Well, the Packers were able to pry muscle on it and uh, send that market lower on fear. Of course, fear is a greater than greed. Mm-hmm. And uh, we sold the market off that Thursday limit down. And even in front of the Catalan Feed Report, they kept it lower most of the day until that report came out. Now, that report, as everybody knows now, was a little friendly. I mean, I wouldn't say bullish, but, you know, based off of the average guesses, the numbers were not as intimidating. Of course, year over year, uh, in 2019, we had a big placement in the month of October. So when the average guess going into this report was 91% of a year ago, or down 9%, well, that's when it was compared to a, a abnormal October in 2019. But still, numbers came in all a little bit lower than expected, so that helps the trade out as it moves into the new week. And so with that, uh, something I should remind people about on cattle futures trading, be careful in these uh, feeder cattle futures, trading them for sport 
that's a little tougher. Trading them for hedging is different because you're not concerning yourself with the daily flip. You found the price that works for you, and you either hedged it or you did auctions. So just a, an obvious uh, note because that's what really hit those feeder cattle the prior week, Thursday and Friday, on that Greeley, Colorado plant because everybody thought, oh, my God, now uh, Packers are going to be backed up, uh, feedlots lots going to get backed up, and they're going to buy less calves. Well, that's a fear that was unfounded, but moving forward. People wanting more information, where can they go? Well, they can go to heartlandinvest.com where they can find the phone numbers uh, for our branch offices, including our main office here in Bismarck. Also, uh, for those listening today, uh, we'll give you a free two-week look at our newsletter. If you've got a smartphone and you're not driving right now, and you can remember how to do this, you text the word corn. Who can't remember the word corn? Text the word corn to 95577. Again, text corn to 95577. You get a free two-week trial to our newsletter, our videos, our phone texting that goes out in the morning and during the day with trade ideas. And at the same time, we don't even need a credit card to sign up. We'll just let you take a look at it for free for two weeks. Eugene Grainer with Heartland Investor Services and heartlandinvest.com. Thank you so much for the time. One more time, you text the word corn to 95577. And now Shaley Stewart with Cattle Market News and DTN Shaley. Would you go into the feeder calf side for us, please, and kind of give us a little recap of what happened, how it happened, where it happened, when it happened? <laughs> Absolutely. It's a privilege to be at the top of the hour. Normally I get to listen and kind of wait and hear what everybody says, but of course I'll jump on in and, and uh, it's nice to follow Eugene. I'm, I'm just really excited to be able to share all aspects of the market. And just, I, mean, I can't wait to listen to this episode all the way through just because it's going to be phenomenal with all the, all the commentary that you have to share. So let's just get to business and really hash out this feeder cattle market because as we roll into the later part of 2020, now is the point in time when a lot of folks have time to analyze the market, to really critically look at their own operation and to honestly start to forecast for 2021. And and really, that comes down to saying, where is the beef industry? Where is the cattle market? What do I believe? What do I think is chatter? And what do I need to kind of have on the forefront of my mind for the weeks and months to come? And so with that, I think that we really need to talk about the, the conversation that is being had right now and kind of the hysteria that is really penetrating both the live cattle market and the feeder cattle market in regards to COVID. But I so distinctly believe that in this, in this point in time when there's so much hysteria in the marketplace, we cannot be emotional beings. Now, I know that's really hard because markets are made of people and people are emotional. But you know what? Until we have factual matter that says, you know what? Packers are going to shut down and they are worried about COVID. And this is why we believe it. I don't believe that we need to run in hysteria and panic. If you look at box beef prices and the outfront sales that Packers have made, they need to keep processing in order to fill those commitments. Last week's estimate, exactly. Last week's estimated slaughter was right at 665,000 head. That is a robust slaughter. That is a good slaughter. Last week, box beef prices, choice cuts averaged $2.34. That was $11.52 higher from the previous week. Select cuts averaged $2.13. That was $6.35 higher than the previous week. And so you know what? When we weigh out these factors, Packers want these processing plants to keep running. So with that, how would I get you some darn feeder cattle prices? Absolutely. <laughs> Last week was largely affected by the futures market. I mean, we saw early in the week prices were called anywhere from $3 higher, but then the board crashed lower on Thursday and Friday, and prices were called pretty much $4 lower in the later part of the week. So across the week, we were called very much so unevenly steady, and that largely came from the swings that we saw throughout the futures market. So starting in your north central region, 
Kansas, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, North and South Dakota, Nebraska, and Iowa. Your 600-pound steers to 700-pound steers sold on average for $1.46. That's about $4 cheaper than a year ago. Your 700 to 800-pound steers, they sold for $1.41. That is $6 cheaper than a year ago. And your 8 to 900-pound steers, they sold for $1.42. That is $4 cheaper than a year ago. Moving into your south-central region, that is New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, and Missouri. Your 500 to 600-pound steers sold for $1.51. That is steady with a year ago. Your 600 to 700 pound steers sold for $1.40. That is $4 lighter than a year ago. And your 700 to 800 pound steers, they sold for $1.36. That's about $8 cheaper than a year ago. And last but certainly not least, in your southeastern region, that is Arkansas, Louisiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, and North and South Carolina. Your four to five hundred pound steer sold for a dollar fifty-two. That's about six dollars stronger than a year ago. Your five to six hundred pound steer sold for a dollar thirty-eight. That's about three dollars stronger than a year ago. And your six to seven hundred pound steers, they on average sold for a dollar twenty-eight. That's about four dollars cheaper than a year ago. Well, Shaylee, on behalf of all of us here at Ranch It Up, I'm going to wish you and yours a very happy Thanksgiving weekend. Hey, thank you. Make sure that you spoil Beck, and I wish you guys the same. (laughs) Take care, my friend. And crew, we're going to ranch it up right after this. To be known, you have to be seen. To be seen, you have to be noticed. Downtown Threads has us covered. They provide that upscale, stylish, noticeable custom embroidery design for premium clothing, apparel, and caps. They do it all for us. Downtown Threads Oklahoma has the graphic design team and knowledge to take your look to the next level and be seen. Call today, 580-237-7060, and follow on Facebook at Downtown Threads Oklahoma. Hashtag Tigger approved. I've talked before about Gil Red Angus, their cattle, their program, their priorities. This time, this time, I want to talk very candidly. If we're going to survive in the cattle business, we need a program behind us, and that is Gil Red Angus. Their fall bull and female sale, December 9th, 1 p.m. at the ranch near Timberlake, South Dakota, selling 175 coming two-year-old bulls and commercial heifers. Head to gilredangus.com for more information and find them on Facebook. This past year has changed everything, and I mean everything, but business has to still happen. Cattle have to be bought and sold. So question, how has the seed stock producer had to change, if they have had to, to meet a new age of buying and selling? I'm checking in with Brian Gill of Gill Red Angus, Timberlake, South Dakota. Brian, thanks for taking a few minutes to join us. You obviously are getting ready for your bull sale coming up here December 9th at the ranch near Timberlake, South Dakota. So how have you modified your operation, your sales specifically, to accommodate buyers? Well, we, we've changed the date for one. We changed it. So uh, put it in December 9th. Instead of a February sale, we moved it up to December and we did that for a few reasons. One is for the customers, because usually in February, everybody's starting to calve or doing feed and chores, doing all of that fun stuff. But we figured there was a little more time right now so people could come before the sale and have a look at bulls on their own time and then maybe uh, come back to sale if they want or if they want to, they can do it online or over the phone or whatever they want. But we we're hoping that by moving the date, people can have a little more time to come early and look at the animals. Have you noticed, Brian, that, that people have had to put a little bit more research into their their potential purchases because there 
is obvious. It's just going to be obvious. There is going to be more purchases from afar that are off location, either via online or through you know some sort of service that y'all have, or or through the Ringmen or through you or something like that. So have we, are, have we had to do more homework? Is what I'm well, asking you. Well, I don't know if I'm doing more. I do a lot of homework for every sale, but uh, I, I am noticing more phone calls coming in. People, new guys calling and asking questions about the bulls and about the program. Now, one of the unique things that that you do with your sale, and uh, and and I want to say it's been a privilege to be able to be to help be the voice of of promoting your sale. One of your slogans, if you will, is uh, "You buy a bull, we bid on your calves." This is an awesome program. Tell me about it. Well, we started that probably 15 years ago, I suppose, and and it really has helped uh, our customers. We go around, most of our customers sell at auction. I would say 95% of our customers sell through a sale barn at auction. And so I travel through the month of October and November, and it goes all the way through March, but usually... October and November is the busiest months. And I go to these sale barns and I travel around. I sit in the stands and I bid on my customers' calves and I end up getting a, quite a few of them bought. And I go from, I've bought some calves in eastern Nebraska, western Nebraska, uh, North Dakota, all over South Dakota. And we kind of, wherever the customers are is where either me or a uh, buyer rep for, me, for us are at. And this has obviously helped you when you take possession of those calves you can firsthand see your genetics you can see what works but moreover i would say it helps that you could see where there are areas of improvement where you can offer a little bit different a little bit better genetic package for somebody like me a commercial producer because i guess we gotta always keep doing that i mean if we aren't going forwards we're uh, we're just kind of sitting standing still and that does nothing absolutely i we send cattle to custom lots that people are I, I order buy for other people but we also buy i'll buy about a thousand calves and put them in our lots right here and i get to see those calves every day and i get to know what's working for this guy and what isn't working for this guy so i can uh discuss with him if he wants help uh what i which bulls i think he should use in his program because you know if i buy these six weight calves in the fall and they kind of just don't do much. Well, I need, I need to tell him that they need a little bit more performance or say the next guy I buy and maybe they're all leg and, and not much body. I can tell him maybe you should back off a little bit and use a little less frame and use a little bit more body. And it seems to work. The guys that I visit with, they're more than happy to know how their calves are doing. Thank you so much, Brian. Good to talk to you. For more information, just head to gilredangus.com. Follow along Facebook, Gil Red Angus. Brian posts information there all year long, actually. If you can't make it to the sale, you can bid online at dvauction.com. And Brian wanted me to mention that videos of the bulls will be available shortly at gilredangus.com and dvauction.com. Now let's check in with Jonathan Perry, old JP from Deer Valley Farms in Fayetteville, Tennessee. Hey, JP, great to talk with you. You just wrapped up your fall sale. How'd it go? Bull sale is probably one of the best we've ever had here. We uh, average right at 6,300 on those bulls, and in middle Tennessee, that is unbelievable. So what what do you think were some of the reasons to the, the tremendous success this year? And congratulations, by the way. Well... 
Thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, I, you know, I think uh, the cattle were better than they've ever been, and and people supported the program like like you wanted them to. I think it, I think it was a a multitude of factors. I do think that the offering was by far the best we've ever ever sent out there. Uh, we got some real momentum in this program right now. Uh, I think this cattle market, while it hasn't been, you know, through the ceiling, I think it stayed solid and guys have stayed stayed uh, viable. Uh, and I'll be honest, I think a lot of it, if you go back to 14 and 15, when this cattle cycle put us in a market like we've never seen, we sold bulls as high as we've ever sold them in. And quite frankly, we had a ton of customers that just held on to those bulls longer than ever because they were trying to trying to work their way out of the investment cost on them. And so uh, I think we have, a, I think we had a heck of a turnover in a lot of those commercial herds in this part of the country this fall. You know, they had just finally kept those bulls as long as they could keep them. And they had to, they had to make a change and, you know, and had to, had to swap out genetics. And so uh, we've seen a little retraction in some of the smaller breeders and some of the, the guys around the country, this bull deal got a little tougher the last couple of years, and we've all sharpened the knife a little, little, little more, and and culled a little harder, and taken some bulls out of the mix that probably needed to be out of the mix. So, uh, I think all those factors together made it what it was. Was there as many people physically present at your sale as there has always been? Did you sell more bulls online? Was you know because. I'm going to say this. I don't think there is going back to a normal, what you and I would consider normal. I think we're carving out, especially at least for the next year, what what some people may consider the standard, if you will. So did it? Did your audience change maybe a little bit? You know, it's really interesting, Tigger. I'd say all of the above. Okay. I mean, we we uh, we had a, a really interesting dynamic. Uh, we had over 500 buyers registered for the sale, which is a phenomenal number of buyers. Uh, we brought we broadcast on Superior Livestock. We do we do live auctions online, and then we you know obviously do in person. Uh, and we had about 300 buyers um, registered that were in person. Um, we had about uh, 100 buyers each on live auctions in Superior. And uh, so, you know, our presence on Superior was probably, we sold as many cattle online and on Superior as we ever have, but we also had a tremendous crowd here that, that bought in person. So, uh, you know, we, we were expecting the online and Superior to really win the day, and they did a good job, but but it was kind of across the board. They, they, they participated in mul- multiple ways. Um, we did have, I will tell you, it's pretty interesting. Uh, you know, if you look at the new normal, we had a, we had as much traffic the week of the sales we probably ever had, um, guys coming in here from Sunday, the, the week before the sale, all the way to, to sale morning. And then, uh, they, they come, they go through the cattle, they'd figure out what they wanted they get their list made. And, and a big slug of those guys went back home and bought online. Um, I think they were comfortable coming out, but maybe not comfortable being in the middle of the big crowd. And so uh, uh, that was an interesting dynamic this year that we we don't see as much of uh, normally. JP, I'm trying to put a, a silver lining. I'm trying to say, hey, th- there's some positives that, that are coming out of this, some inconveniences. In, yes. Oh. But, but I think maybe some positives, too, because – 
Maybe it's forcing me to research just a little bit more to make darn sure if this is the genetics that I need, then it's it's really making me put two and two together instead of, you know, getting, as I say many times, too busy hauling water to fix the windmill. Certainly, certainly. I, I think one of the real silver linings in this deal is the relationship building and the and the 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 time that we spent with customers this fall was was probably at the the highest level ever as producers we want customers to leave here with what they need and what they want when you get to the size we are you don't always have the opportunity to have that interaction and help a customer end up in the right direction and and so for us we enjoyed the heck out of the fall from a respect that we sat and listened and had a chance to talk to those buyers more about what their needs were, what their direction was, and give them valid, good recommendations of where to go. So anything we can do to build a relationship or foster or further a relationship with a customer it is, is a huge plus for Deer Valley and the customer base. So uh, I do think we'll We'll see more and more of that, and I think guys were much more cognizant of because they weren't all able to just get out on the ground and get in the cattle like they once have been. Um, they were able or forced to use the tools that we give them, and and we we don't realize. I mean, the tools are there today. I mean, we video every bull, we score every bull, whether it's feet, disposition, quality. Uh, we video them, we, we picture them, um, we've got data from one end to the other that is solid and reliable, and maybe this is forcing those guys to tie all of those, all of those points together to get to, a, get to an end product that they really need and want. We will hear more with JP just a tick closer to Christmas as him and I compare beef recipes for the holidays. Very cool. Check out Deer Valley Farms and his restaurant, Hickory house restaurant now crew check out these messages hold tight hang on because ranch it up returns after a few i love this time of year it's busy exciting nerve-wracking all in one and now that we're getting ready to run those calves across the scale ask yourself is it really working did it really work it's not about pounds it's about profit Sim and Sim Genetics, the science breed. The science of genetic improvement is at the core of the breed's existence, period. Profit through science. That's Simmental. It works. Everyone asks me, Tigger, where do you get your boots? What do you look for in boots? Well, for me, it's customer service and American-made boots and tack. Medora Boot and Western Wear takes care of everything I need. You can shop online at MedoraBoot.com or follow along Facebook and Instagram. Give Medora Boot and Western Wear a call and tell them Tigger sent you. Medora Boot and Western Wear, making boots great again. Hashtag Tigger approved. Crew, welcome back. Hope that y'all enjoyed today's program. Now, before we say fare thee well, I wanted to say a very happy and safe Thanksgiving, even though it was a couple of days ago, to each and every one of you. And I'm not the only one now. Share me via tour with Westway Feed Products called and wanted to share a few words. Hey, Tigger, it's Share me. I was just calling to say happy Thanksgiving to you and all the folks in the Ranch It Up world. 
you know, we in agriculture have uh, lots of things to be appreciative, and certainly 2020 hadn't been a fun one, but you know what? That agriculture tenacity that I talk about, it is held strong, and I think that's one of the things that I'm most appreciative in my life is just to be a part of agriculture. We get to wake up every day and go out and do things that we love, and that just makes me uh, think that I'm one of the luckiest people in the world. Hope you do, too. Thank, happy Thanksgiving to folks all about. If you have some spare rain, we sure could use it in South Central Texas. Thanks. Happy holidays. Thank you, Jeremy. This is Adam Menker with Bluegrass Stockyards in Kentucky. This is Adam Menker with Bluegrass Stockyards in Kentucky. I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Thank you, Adam. Now we'll talk with you a little bit later on before we hit the end of the new year. And now as we wrap up today's session, I want to say a thank you to Eugene Grainer with Heartland Investor Services, Shaley Stewart with Cattle Market News and DTN, Brian Gill with Gill Red Angus, JP from Deer Valley Farms, Jeremy Viator with Westway Feed Products, and Adam Menker with the Bluegrass Stockyards in Kentucky. Our partners, the American Semental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads, Medora Boot and Western Wear, and Ranch House Coffee. Last but not least, crew, I am so glad that y'all are coming with me one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to follow and like us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Call me 24-7. Leave me a message at 707-RANCH-2707, R-A-N-C-H-2-0. Spread the good word, if you would, please, and join us again next week. It's always Tigger Approved. For those of us who live at the end of dirt roads, stay ranchy as we ranch it up. I have about a half a dozen questions, quick like, as we talk cattle, selling cattle, selling feeder cattle. Are you finally done with the drama? Do you really want to know what drives profit in those calves? What could drive profit in those calves? Is it time for services that are for the real world that work today as well as tomorrow? If your bull purchases don't come with genetic predictions from International Genetic Solutions, you need to ask why not. Here's another question you need to ask. Why isn't your seed stock supplier using the most advanced approach to genetic evaluation in the business. We have all been through enough, but we need a little bit more. On my outfit, it's real simple. We use genetic partners that value our dollars as much as we do. IGS, International Genetic Solutions. Ask for it. Why? Because it works.